look at you, girl. Walking around, confidence and a smile. No one can take the crown. Bask in her glory. A crown tells a story of the queen that dwells inside. Yeah. A crown. Adjust your crown, sis. Respect the crown. Welcome back, guys. It's another week of Her Crown Podcast. We are excited to have you guys today. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So it's been a long week. I am glad we are halfway through this week. Mm. How are you guys feeling over there, Gabrielle and Shauna? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> the struggle, the struggle, the struggle is real, honey. My whole body feel like it's shutting down on me because I've been running crazy, trying to do the most, trying to get my life situated, and I'm just running on fumes a little bit. But you know, yes, I, I did. I tell you, I told you yesterday when I was about to pass out that this guru on TikTok said if your body is not yelling at you or complaining you're not doing anything worthwhile oh that's what he said he said you're not doing anything worthwhile if your body is not complaining though I would love to do something that's not worthwhile in the moment <laughs> just so that my body can calm down a little, so little don't something, something. you know just a little something, something but <laughs> It's all going to come got, together in the end. Got to yeah. give it a little rest, period. <laughs> so it can bounce I'm gonna back. Try to, I'm going to try to go to sleep at some point. I hope try. so. <laughs> I mean, I need you to. can't stay up all damn day. I don't want to. I just feel like I have so much to do and a little bit of time to do it in. And I'm just, you know, I'm in struggle mode. I'm in, you know, struggle mode. Yeah. What about you, Gabrielle? Tell us something good. Yeah. What's going I, on? Look, <laughs> listen, I was just about to commiserate with you. Um, I tried to work out last week. That was a struggle. Mm. Starting to the age factor is kicking in, especially mm. when you don't work out on a consistent basis. Ooh. And then um I've been prepping my house to get some things in order and moving boxes, purging boxes. Yeah. And all that moving stuff around just was starting to take a toll on me too. I'm like, my body is screaming, girl. Yes. Slow down. Yes. Yeah. Like we, we not true to this anymore. You need, you need to walk yourself, <laughs> walk yourself into working out and doing all this strenuous activity. <laughs> Listen, my girlfriend and I talked about trying to work out together. Cause we both trying to get back in shape. And my gym and my building has been closed throughout the entire pandemic. It oh, still wow. has not reopened because they just don't feel safe enough to do it or whatever. And I'm when I work out, I like to go running outside. Like that is my mode of choice, but it's been cold. So who is going to run in the cold? I'm not one of those people that goes running in the cold in the wintertime. I'll go on the treadmill. But um, so that hasn't been working out. So she's like, you know what? Let's do these. 20, 30 minute cardio workouts with Juicy and Toya on YouTube. Oh, wow. I was like, you know what? You know what? Let's 
do that. Let's give it a shot. Child, we was in there for a smooth week consistently. <laughs> we no, was but, in there. Look, <laughs> I commend y'all for that. A week, I'd have been done after two days. <laughs> Well, they say it takes two weeks yeah. for something to stick. So, yeah. or whatever the saying is, something of that nature. So, mm-hmm. I hope that goes for the weather too. Can we just Ooh. need two consistent weeks. No. Yes, I need consistent. to warm up. Consistent. <laughs> That's not happening. It was like seventy-five degrees the other day and Wait, twenty and- degrees today. I don't understand. <laughs> right. They're playing games right. with us. Yes, Mother Nature is not our friend. So, I will say I'm glad we're halfway through this week either way we're halfway through this week and we have an exciting episode today um Mm -hmm. as you all know there's been a lot going on in the entertainment world and we are going to talk about two hot topics we're going to be talking about the megan and harry interview with oprah Mm. And we're going to be talking about the remake of Coming to America. So I'm excited to talk about these two things today and looking forward to seeing what you ladies think about all the juicy. Do we want to start with the fun or do we want to start with the misery? You know what? Let's let's start with the the, the misery. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, because you know, I want to end on a good note. I want to, yeah. I, I want to end on a good note. So let's start with the misery and work our way. You know, we're going, we're going to get to that higher high. <laughs> we got to get there somehow. So let's do it. But Gabrielle, you know, share something with us. That's going to get us prepared for this episode today. All right. You know, I see a song that I think is appropriate for both the, the, the topics we're going to talk about today. And it's a song by Billie Eilish called You Should See Me in a Crown. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics, um, I'll, I'll go straight to the, the chorus part. It says, you should see me in a crown. I'm going to run this nothing town. Watch me make them bow one by one by one, one by one by. And, you know, this week we're going to be delving into some, some issues about wearing a crown. How apropos. You should see me in a crown. Apparently, they don't want to see Megan in a crown, child. Absolutely not. They're not right? here for it. Snatch. Thanks. <laughs> I'm go ahead and take that from you. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's crazy. You know, we were just talking about how, look, we see a quote-unquote American princess, right? Mm-hmm. The American princess that we have or had, excuse us, in mm-hmm. Megan. And you just, you know, it kind of goes back to what we talked a little bit about last episode. You just never really know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's that interview with Oprah was a 100% like, let's bring it all to the light. It just mm-hmm. went right back to what we were talking about. But I just, I felt for Megan. I just, you know, just going through that, you think, your life's going to be one way and you're basically sold a whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm having a, I had a hard time. I didn't have any crying moments, thank goodness. But I did have a few aha moments. I think it's really unfortunate because this could have been like such a really kind of 
great opportunity for that institution to kind of come out of the dark ages from being like this archaic kind of institution that's untouchable, not necessarily relatable to a common man. When you got this woman um, who's an American, a foreigner coming in, uniting with a royal, and she is the first, you know, woman of color to be officially in this role. So it was really, it could have been a really great opportunity for them to really reach across and, and brought in their reach to so many other people who wouldn't normally care about, you know, the royal family, especially particularly considering the fact that they are colonizers. Um, and a lot of the people, we're going to call it what it is. A lot of, you know, the countries that are still in the Commonwealth are African countries. So they have a large population of people of color that are within that Commonwealth. And so to have this new, um, whatever you would call her, princess you know or duchess coming in, but that would have been something? a great opportunity to kind of reach out to those type of people. You know, some, I'm just thinking, yes, they may have a lot of individuals that are a part of the Commonwealth, but they don't want them to be working their way up. It's sad. It's sad because how many times do we say, you know what, things so much has changed. Really? Has it? Has so much really changed or has it just been covered? I think, though, yeah. I think that's just a statement, right? Like even in America, come on mm -hmm. now. I think we all knew that when Obama got inaugurated and became president, like for some of us, we knew the reality of the fact that things hadn't changed much. Right. Because it doesn't change overnight, obviously. Right. But it's it's just clear that um, when I remember them talking about how, you know, Kate would do such things, certain things, eating avocados or holding her baby bump and it's praised in the media and it's wonderful. And it's, oh, look at her. She's, you know, eating the avocados to, you right. know, have a natural remedy for morning sickness. And then you have Megan doing the same or similar things. And it's just like, Oh, look at her being so vain, cradling her baby bump all the time. Like, it's just like that unconscious bias that, you know, people are not cognizant of, but you see it when you see that dichotomy, you see the way it was treated when it's one person versus a, another, a woman of color, like mm -hmm. it's like smack dab in your face. And what's really annoying about it is that they don't want to address it head on. They kind of still want to sweep it under the rug and act like it doesn't exist. Because even when you look at the statement that, you know, the queen had made about it, it's like, oh, it's unfortunate that we, you know, they've experienced this, these things, or they felt this way. And, you know, recollections could be different, but there's still not really a high level of accountability about the way that this young woman was treated, about not protecting her, about not sticking up for her when she's going through these things. And this is somebody who didn't grow up in a royal family. You know what I'm saying? She's not from that culture. So when you got somebody coming from the outside, like you should really kind of be getting behind them and helping them through this process. But they kind of just left her to the wind, left her out there to struggle. And as a result of that, not only did she, was she out, but now you done lost, you know, your grandson. He's out too. Because, I, you know, go I, ahead. 
I was gonna say, I think it's important to highlight too. Like, this isn't the first time this family has done this, though. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, History we saw, we saw it with Diana, and um, mm-hmm. if you weren't raised up and cultured to be in this situation or this family or this environment, they just don't seem to have any sympathy, empathy, or anything else. <laughs> it's like you got to get on on board with the program or get out. <laughs> it's almost like they don't like women with personality they don't want a woman you know that has a strong personality they don't want somebody that's super popular among the masses that maybe outshines the top monarch that almost like makes them feel a type of way and you know pushes them to essentially not protect somebody that's supposed to be a part of the royal family and uh, almost maybe it's a way of them trying to put them in their place. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? By not protecting them, by not sticking up for them, by not truly them within the fold. But I'm kind of, I'm glad that she came out and spoke out about it. And I'm glad that Harry oh was by her side. That, yes, that right there. I was talking to Gabrielle about this and I said, you know what? I love the fact that he stood up for his wife. One Mm -hmm. of the things when you become a wife, it's hard, but you become, you know, a member of your husband's family. You take Mm -hmm. your husband's Mm -hmm. last name. But a lot of what we forget in that whole process is I'm still, you know, I'm still me. I still have my feelings, my emotions, my upbringing, like that's still important. And to have Harry being able to say, you know what, my wife has to come first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no matter what everything you know whatever's going on around me it doesn't matter my wife has to come first my nuclear family comes first my wife and my child and I for me that spoke a lot that that told me a lot about him as a person he's not worried about what people see when it comes to you know the royals he's worried about his wife is she okay I, I appreciate it too that he still has some concern about how people view his family Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're still his family. Mm-hmm. That, that's and, true. And he, the fact that he's leaving the door open for some path to reconciliation, mm-hmm. I thought was very admirable. I don't know that I would have the strength to do it if I were in his shoes. But then he also uniquely has the experience of he grew up in the royal family. Right. That's he, hard to break away from. That's his whole lifestyle. Yeah, he knows exactly what they're dealing with and why they're making the decisions that they're making. I think it's unfortunate, though, to me, like a big takeaway was the fact that his father is still repeating that. It wasn't enough for Princess Diana. His That's father. what really got to me, Gabrielle. Yeah. Um, considering that he's been through it himself. And maybe and maybe I wonder if it's different for him because he clearly was not in love with Diana. Maybe yeah, but that's still the mother. Him. Of his children. It might very well have been the mother of his children, but he wasn't in love with her. He didn't protect her either. He didn't stick by her side. He didn't speak up for her when she was going through the nonsense during her lifestyle because he was too busy philandering with his current wife. God bless. But, um, But still to have gone through that process and to know the pressures that your son is under going through this with his own wife in the media um and not to extend a hand forward it's just yeah. like you know the more things change the more they stay the same it's, it's, it's kind of like he just kind of got in line like this is the program deal with it yeah I can't imagine I'm not a parent but I cannot imagine 
having gone through that myself and doing nothing to see me, or at least from what we can see, doing nothing to protect my child from mm-hmm. having to go through the same thing. Because literally from what we've seen in the interview and what we're hearing, it was history about to repeat itself. And it's, even if he didn't love Diana, why would you want that for your son to have to go through the same struggles and pain that you went through? You've already been here down this road and done it. Like if you could but help in any way. They don't, really, they don't really tap into their humanity. That's the thing with this family. It's not about you as a human being and your personal wants, your needs. You, even your mental health needs. It doesn't matter. It's about the go. image of the family. That's what is top priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody else falls victim to that cycle, that beast that you have to deal with when you enter into that family, it's almost like, well, so be it. That's what you signed up for, which right. is literally crazy. Right. And you you talked about mental health. And I remember in that episode, you know, with Oprah sitting there and Megan went over this and described it, but she just talked about, you know, not wanting to be here Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on. You should be enjoying your first year of marriage, but behind the scene, she is crying. She is holding on to her husband. Like just to think I got to cry for two seconds and then fix my face. Mental health is very important. I think people failed to realize that for her to be asking for help Mm -hmm. and not to be able to get that for them basically to turn a blind eye Mm -hmm. to say basically it wasn't important because it was her now if it were Kate would have been important I don't know though I don't know though Mm -hmm. because considering that they didn't do the same for Diana nobody gave Diana right they it's strictly I guess based on history all about the image of mm-hmm. the, the crown, the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't fit into this neat little box that's clean and neat and hard to beat, we don't have we don't have space for you. We can't do anything for you. And it's it's scary. It's scary to see that that's that's, and it's not them per se. They feel. I I found it interesting that Oprah was surprised by their um, Harry saying that his family members were trapped and that he felt trapped. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't know that until after being on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. But this firm that they keep referring to, first of all, who, who, are, is, who the is the firm? Who is the firm? That's what I want to know. <laughs> who is it's it? About some, they're protecting them. <laughs> the firm. Who the hell are you protecting over your family? Like what do they have on this family that you will allow individuals to A, make up stories, Mm. because that whole story about what happened between Kate and, and Megan was horrible. crazy. Like they just flipped the whole story and then people to have been in this room, not even to speak up. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Mm. What are you guys hiding? Well, I don't even know if it's about that. Like, and, and I, this is a stretch, right? I watched the show, the crown about mm. queen Elizabeth's life. Mm-hmm. And based on what they portray in the show, literally the, the monarchy relies on the fact that the British population or the UK wants to continue funding them through tax dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get it to a certain extent, like they have to keep strike this balance between are the people okay with continuing to, to say there's a line item on the budget to sustain their lifestyle. And if we don't, if we don't play our cards right, 
I mean, they've seen it happen to other monarchies in their lifetime. Um, there's been other countries that have monarchies and a lot of them have gone away within the span of Queen Elizabeth's lifetime. So it's like, if I don't play my cards right and I step too far out of bounds, I could find myself out here being a commoner and I haven't done anything in my life um, in terms of a career where I could just, well, I guess, you know, I, being a former queen, she could say, you know, I was the former queen and she could do interviews and public speaking and make money that way. But there's always that threat of like, okay, we're going to be kicked out of this palace. I got to go find some place to live. I have to start from ground zero. That monarchy is old and dead. I don't even know what the purpose of it, <laughs> it is. It is 2021. Everyone wake like, up. Dead ass. <laughs> and I hate to like, I, I don't even want to come off as if like I'm shitting on somebody else's culture because this is the, a part of their culture. This is their lifestyle. Like we don't understand it. We don't get it. But I don't, I still, I'm not 100% sure what the value of the monarchy is. It's almost like they're just a walking museum of the past. They have no power. They right. make no laws. They enforce nothing. They're just figureheads. They're literally like, almost like walking, what do you call mascots for the country or something? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what else yeah. you, you could equate it to. Like, what is the point of this, especially when you're going through all of this to have this lifestyle and this level of prestige, um, but it's clearly internally, it's swallowing people whole. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's it's bringing some people to, the, to their knees to the point of, like we talked about, feeling suicidal. Like yeah. that's the word that wasn't fully Said, but this woman right. was feeling suicidal is she, what she was yes. describing yes she was and at the time i believe she was pregnant yes so imagine going through that level of pain and anguish and distress and and having these thoughts about not wanting to be in this world and you have a whole life that you're responsible for now to take care of like that's the thing that i could not understand more than anything the fact that she's struggling this much and nobody wants to do anything. I am crying for help. I'm crying for help and I can get none. I think what struck me the most about her revealing that to everyone was that she said she had come to that conclusion because she thought it would make it easier for everybody. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and, and I just... I. I'm thinking as a mom, like who wants to bring their child into that? Mm -hmm. That's the other thing behind it all. It's just like, you know, it's not about a title. And a lot of people think, okay, well, she married into this. She knew that, you know, there were going to be rules and restrictions and things of that nature. There's nothing that anyone can tell me that says she knew everything about what was going to go on and how things were going to work. Because guess what? Right. It didn't look the same, even right. if she went off of what if her and Kate were good friends or, you know, besties, it, it wouldn't have mattered because that was a completely different situation. The treatment that Kate received was not what Megan received. Right. She, she said it. There's a difference between experiencing people being rude mm -hmm. and being racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that their family said, well, at least William said when he was asked, like, um, how do you feel about the, the allegations of racism? And then he's like, well, our family is not racist at all. But you're going real above and beyond the proof. You're not all of a sudden all these photo ops with Black people out the blue. 
Like that is just very strange. I think what would have been more um, endearing would have been what would have been more genuine was to address it head on, not to ignore it and act like it doesn't exist. Especially when you have a member of your family saying that somebody in the family was asking questions, um, saying that they were a little concerned about how dark the baby might come out, what his skin color would be. Why is that a concern? Not a, not even a curiosity, a concern was the word they used. Like at the end of the day, you knew she was biracial when he married her. Right. I don't understand what the issue is. And quite frankly, I didn't even know the, the woman was black in the first place when I first found out that they were together. I remember all these headlines about, you know, Prince Harry is going to marry a black woman. I'm like, oh, that's different. <laughs> and then when I saw him out with this woman, I was like, I thought they said he was marrying a black woman. I'll be <laughs> honest because she's, 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 she's very fair skinned. She's ambiguously yeah. black. She's, you know, half black for sure, but ambiguously so. So, but it just kind of goes to show that it doesn't matter how light, how fair, scared, damn near white you are. If you got a drop of black blood in you, it almost still is this deemed inferior in a way that, oh my God, we want to keep our bloodline clean. We want to be remain those true blue bloods. We're a little worried about tainting the royal bloodline with having a possibly... Um, unambiguously black child in but, the royal family. But, but what bothers me is, you know, you act in that culture, they ask for approval mm-hmm. to marry someone. So you have mm-hmm. to present this individual. So she was presented, they knew, of, you know, that she was biracial. This was never a secret. Mm-hmm. And they accepted her. I think the problem started to come in when she was with child. Because mm-hmm. now that's a whole nother story. But what what do you me, expect a man and a wife to do? Right. What procreate? And then what gets me, it's not It's not even like Archie would be the next in line for succession. At all. He's well, several spots in the succession line mm-hmm. behind. And not that mm-hmm. that should matter. But at the end of the day, I'm like, Really? You ask him what his skin this, tone is going to look? This what we're doing now? Damn it, he's going to be purple. And it doesn't matter what color he is. He's Literally. a human being. Like, take the color away. He's your family. He's your blood. And that's where, for me, it was just so hard to listen. I'm yeah. just, any mom sitting there, like, I don't care about your money. I don't care about your status. What I care about is my child. Well, and then I'm curious to know who that conversation was with because they never really yeah clear, they didn't say it, right because I don't to me it kind of sounded like it may not have been a family member it might have been somebody from this quote unquote firm yeah. trying to control this image of what the family looks like because then you know she mentioned they talked about him not having titles mm-hmm. and I'm like on what grounds because mm-hmm. the the law indicates at least from what I gathered that by birthright he has a title mm-hmm. and they were willing to change the law to make re- an exception for Archie to remove that title from him. Because I saw another um, 
British reporter saying, well, no, this wasn't about racism. This wasn't about his skin color. He's not entitled to have a title of prince because only the grandchildren of the monarch are entitled to that title of being called I'm like, whose the grandchild prince. is it? Right. But <laughs> he, apparently it's, it's, it's this, um, it's like literally the grandchild of the monarch. So William and Prince, uh, Prince William and Harry would get that title. The grandkids, the great grands technically would not be entitled, but they made an exception for William's kids. Right. right? And they claim, so this reporter claimed that essentially they made an exception for William's kids because they would be further along in line, uh, further up in line to the succession of the throne. And once Queen Elizabeth passes on, whenever that is, um, oh, they will be. I mean, well, you know, she might she, live another she, twenty she, years. For she can't do. She can't do. She be out. You there. know, they say long live the king. She's still up and going with her colorful outfits and hats. Girl, on. those hats. <laughs> Listen, she got them black, them black church lady hats on all day, every day. <laughs> she was sitting in any black church in America, but um, I just felt like. If they could make an exception for William's kids, whether William's kids are, you know, closer in line to the throne than Archie or not, they could have made the same exception for Archie because the likelihood of him becoming a king is far from likely anyway. He's got so many people ahead of him. So why all of a sudden change the rules when this child is conceived and coming into being? Before he gets to this earth, let's go ahead and change this rule. So yeah. that he is not given that birthright of having that title. And to me, what if the unthinkable happens? Mm. What, if, what if they're all at an event together and then the children are not, or maybe uh, William's kids are there and Archie wasn't present. Right. So who, who's in the line of succession then? Mm. Um, and to make that level of an exception, it's like, what's the... What's the justification and the rationale? Exactly. I mean, you gotta you gotta give me more than that just because exactly. he's not he's not in William's descendant line. Right. But that's the that's the uh excuse they gave. I think it's bull cocky, but you know. Especially, I mean, if that be the case, then Queen Elizabeth wouldn't be queen. Mm. She she wasn't directly in the line of ascension. Her her she her uncle was the king. Mm-hmm. But he resigned, right? Yes, they and asked him pretty much title, to sit and down. And the brother <laughs> took that position and, you know, she succeeded from her father. But I don't know. This, it, this it, whole thing was just a mess. It was sad to watch. Right. I wish it would have turned out. But again, I'm glad that she spoke out. And I know a lot of people on that side of the world who grew up with this monarch as a symbol of their country were not happy about it. And they felt like, you know, it's distasteful for you to come out and speak your truth. But you can't tell somebody when to speak their truth. It's never the right time to speak your truth when it makes somebody else look bad. But the truth is the truth. And you can't sit here and try to diminish this woman's feelings just because it's a smear on your precious monarchy, this symbolism. Because at the end of the day, her human life is more important and more valuable than any symbol that this monarch stands for. And if any you can't title. understand that, then that's a personal battle that you have to get over for yourself. 
the fact that you would rather her remain in silence about her mental health issues, the fact that you would rather she remain in silence about what appears to be uh, racial bias, whether it was covert or overt, or it was the media um, doing it and them not sticking up for her, and you don't want her to speak on it because it makes the family look bad, that makes you look bad that you think it's more important to stay silent than address the issue head on. Uh-huh. And to say what I'm saying? So, You know, Megan said something. And for me, I, you know, she said the most important title to her was mom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She does not care that you want to strip them of their titles. You want to take all their, their money. You know, she doesn't care about that. She's a mom and that's what's important to her. And she was talking about um, when she, you can be anything you want to be. If you can, you can dream it, you can be it. Mm-hmm. That there, tell them young, young people, we dream of things we want to be, right? We want to be that princess. We want to, you know, if you can dream it, you can be it. And she also referenced the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how she, you know, you falling in love with the prince and, you know, in doing so, I fall in love with this prince and life's supposed to be great, but it wasn't, you know, and she had to change that, you know, in the end, what winds up happening is she gets her voice back. She lost her right. voice becoming that princess. And right. it's kind of like Megan, I'm ready to get my voice back. Y'all right. can have your title, your money and everything else. We can do this on our own. And I'm just so glad Harry decided, you know what? My family is worth fighting for because it could have been the other way. He could have absolutely said, you know what? Well, see you later. I'll he could have got it. in line like his father did. Right. So that's what he could have done. So ladies, there him. are still good men out there. So mm-hmm. remember okay. that. Sure. Oh, Shauna, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're definitely good men out there. I, I know some good men. I just um I ain't met none of them yet. They coming. You may be finding your Prince Charming soon, girl. Well, that ain't my my concern at the moment, but <laughs> yes, I don't, know. I don't know. But yeah, I'm glad she spoke her truth, um, and I'm glad that people got to see this family for what it really is in this moment. And maybe they'll reconsider the value that they put into this monarch and what it's really worth. Like, what is yeah. what is it really worth to have these people sitting up on their pedestals acting like they're better than everybody else? Um, and denying their humanity just for the sake of putting on airs. Like, it's ridiculous, especially when it comes to the point of um, putting people on the brink of losing their daggone sanity right. behind this nonsense. Yeah. And the role of this quote-unquote firm and... and, and Who is in the firm? Aside, <laughs> and aside, I want to know. And aside from whoever's in this quote, this firm... But the people who drive whatever this quote unquote firm's decisions are like the general public, um, you know, holding this bag of we we're going to strip your life from underneath you if you Mm -hmm. don't do what we say and live how we want you to live and live up to this ideal. Um, Because I can't imagine living like that. That's crazy. Right. Well, the good thing is that, you know, they still going to get the bag. They out the family. They got Spotify deals. They're doing all Stand right. in Tyler Perry's home for some time. <laughs> right. Girl. They done got their own home with the chicken coop. 
path. <laughs> Look, they that might have a- just given their family the pathway to freedom. You, this, you know this- what? You're right. Yeah. Some good came out of this either way. Facts. So God bless Megan and Harry. I wish them all the best. And um, I even wish those other folks the best. Um, but I do hope that they learn this, something they learn this. something from this and evolve. Yes, please, please, people, wake up. Wake up, please. I will say this. It was a pleasure speaking about those royals in Britain, but I am ready to talk about Zamunda. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey. Let's no, go. I couldn't yeah, understand what you just said. I'm like, talk about what? Zamunda, oh. damn it. Zamunda. Okay, okay I got you. I'm got ready you. to talk about Zamunda. I was nervous with this whole remake thing. I was like, Eddie, please don't mess this shit up. Right, 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 right. Listen, listen, you know, Coming to America is my favorite movie to this day, unexpectedly so, but that is my favorite movie. So, but I try to go into it without high expectations because the first one is just like everything to me. It was so, so it was so funny. Hard to, to meet that bar. So I just, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go in and hope that it's just a good movie. It's just, you know, good enough that it can stand on its own. Kind of like Bad Boys. Like every Bad Boy can sit on its own. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was hoping for with Coming to America. And uh, I was gonna say, so what do you feel then? How did he do? It was okay. It wasn't great. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie. It was not, I saw a lot of mixed reviews about it. I saw some people saying, oh my God, it was trash, this, that, literally. I didn't think it was horrible. I chuckled, you know, a few times, but I mean, I could have lived without it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't need to see that movie. It didn't need to happen for me. I went back and watched the first one and I was like, yeah, that's I sure it did. right there. I <laughs> sure did. Right I did there. the same thing, the exact same thing. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, whatever. I don't know. It. I feel the same way. It was okay. I could watch it again. It wasn't as funny as the first one, but I will say I was glad to see things changing, Mm -hmm. like how they made it, you know, really the women and how they respect women a little bit more in this one to me. Not that they disrespected them in the first movie, but the way it was portrayed, um, I definitely appreciated the growth. Yeah. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, they still was overlooking homegirl. Okay. Um, sure let's did. be honest about it. Like, you would Poor rather baby. make the heir to your throne somebody across the world that you ain't, you've never met before. Your bastard child. Your ba- the, the bastard child. <laughs> he the said bastard. that one more damn time. I was just the like, bastard child. <laughs> like, he was literally. like, I know, I know. Yes, I'm the bastard child. Like they got it. They got the message. <laughs> you, yes, we get it. Your illegitimate son. Okay, but you would, for the sake of tradition, pass on the the throne, the future of your country to somebody who knows absolutely nothing about it, does not know your customs, was not raised in it, literally has to take a crash course, kind of like me learning how to drive in two weeks, to um. <laughs> Become the future. I literally learned to drive in two weeks, two freaking weeks. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Thank you, Leandra. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Well, but yeah, so you're going to pass on your legacy to this child that you don't know over your own daughter who has been preparing for this her entire life. Like, that's sickening. And I'm glad that eventually, you know, he did come to his senses. Yeah. Um, but it didn't make any sense to me that he would have did that in the first place. But that's kind of like, I hate to say, same thing with um, Harry's father, following that tradition, even though it doesn't really work for anybody, but you're going to follow that tradition. But like I go ahead. I was going to say, I think that's the thing, right? Like it's something about tradition. Mm. It stood whatever test of time, whether it be a good one or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that, fear of disappointing your parents per se um gotta let that go yeah your dad is dead and gone he is a golden statue in the foyer at this point (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) let him go he had his celebration his goodbye he had that was a funeral first of all can we talk about how every black person Every black person in America was at that day going <laughs> on, like, on the midnight train to is Zamunda. Oh my goodness. Gladys, yes. Gladys. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that in Vogue and salt and pepper? He right. dug deep. Is that black God Morgan Freeman over there? <laughs> Everybody and their mama got a check cut. Everybody <laughs> was up in that movie, which I, I love to see black people getting jobs. So kudos to that yes but um but yeah you know what I was I was a little bit disappointed to find in this movie you know when I found out that Tiana Taylor was going to be in it I was actually excited I love Tiana Taylor I think she's so beautiful she's super talented like she's dope so I was hoping that she was going to have a really like you know interesting role but she was just Amani 2.0 she was a, a yes. pick me girl. She was a hold on. She was a beautiful fool. Beautiful fool. As they, that that that's what they say. Simi said, "You looking for a beautiful fool? That's what you need." But right? she came out strong though, right? Yeah. Like in the beginning scene when she's out she there dancing bad. and doing her she thing, was I was bad. like, oh, "Yes, listen, yes. get it, girl." Tiana's gonna give you a mean eight count, okay, or whatever. She's gonna perform, <laughs> so she did that well. Yes, she did. She did. I'll give her all but of even that. The, the song was like, you know, she's telling him how she wanted and all of that. So I'm like, all we right, gonna have, I'm not giving her the credit for that. That that goes to Prince. Prince gets that credit because that was his <laughs> song. But um, of course you would. Well, you know, I love me some Prince. I like all the old people. What you want from me? <laughs> but yes, her entrance was everything just like Amani the first one she had an amazing entrance. that's true um oh, I thought those wait, dancers could have been better in the second movie though yeah yeah I thought I those dance numbers which is crazy because Paula Abdul choreographed the that routine for the first movie you wouldn't you wouldn't that she put that African routine together but she killed pa- that Paula don't get her propers listen <laughs> Paula can still outperform a lot of people today, a lot of these youngins. So shouts out to her. But I think that Fatima did the choreography for this movie. Who I love. I love Fatima's choreography because I know her mostly for choreographing Aaliyah. And I love how smooth she was as a dancer. But, you know, 
these dance routines, that was cute, you know, but... <laughs> They were forgettable. Um, that that was the they thing. They were. It wasn't like you know. You remember that whole like you. It was like oh, you were doing this. You're like okay, you know, get your shoulders rolling. Really, I was like, all right, I, I guess. But yeah, I would have liked Tiana like a a more impactful role in the movie. But you know, I'm still glad that she got to to be able to participate and you know go on that experience. But um. Those daughters of his, they were They're amazing. So intelligent. Listen, I loved every single one of them. Super cute, well-spoken, and ready to take on the world. Like, yes. legit. That's who should be running your kingdom. Clearly. Kicking asses and taking names. Listen. <laughs> wait, wait, but that ponytail. That ponytail that dropped on that. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. Back did, up. Did, 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 he must have had Tyler Perry's editors doing that. Oh. <laughs> it had to have been. I'm sorry. It, I'm sorry. I love Tyler. He does a lot. He does a lot for the people. But his editing is bad. And I do believe that they did shoot at Tyler Perry Studios, uh, part of the film. So um, I don't know if Tyler Perry gave them a discount, <laughs> if they used his editors Not as well. Discount. Really? But <laughs> that ponytail falling off and then magically reattaching itself. Girl, I was like, did that just happen? Let me hit the rewind button. I, <laughs> I can't. It did. It hit, it hit the mat. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> mm, mm. But a good you recovery. Would, Good, you know, we do what we could do. But you in Atlanta, you in the city with with a bad, the good weed. And by bad, I mean good. The baddest wigs and weaves can be done. It can be okay. had. So why we couldn't get somebody to tack that thing in her head, sew it in if you got to? And as I many mean, takes as you had to make. Listen. That's the one that made the cut? Listen, they missed that one. They missed that one. It must the the person might have been tired at the editing table. They was looking at all these scenes over and over again. That one just slipped right by. But you know somebody gonna pick it up, and now it's all over TikTok. I was gonna say everybody. It was good though. You know the women in this one, like his daughters. You know they poise, 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 poise. Women, but when they were arguing on that step between her brother and you no know, she's like no I don't want you here like she was honest <laughs> but at the end of the day it took she them still to, supported right them. and and that's what it is and you know again going back to this whole beautiful food thing like no 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 that's not all we are we're not just beauty we're not just the outward appearance but she helped him she worked with him you no know, in spite of everything else that went on that he basically came in and kind of took her place don't we do that all the time? Mm. I mean, hell, you could say that even Hillary, after she lost to Barack, she still stepped to, to the plate and joined the cabinet, you yeah. know, supported the country, did what she had to do. And that's what you do. You put everybody else's means ahead of your own sometimes when you're a woman, maybe to your detriment. But... She stuck. She stuck up to the plate. She she did what she had to do. She helped her brother out, even though he was clearly taking her spot that he did not deserve. Mm. Better woman than me. It I just makes like me figure it out. <laughs> it just makes me think like 
you know, we opened up with that poem about you should see me in a crown. And mm. I think um, the expectation was like for Megan, she was supposed to be this, she was going to be the princess, the, the duchess of, I forget where, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Cambridge, Essex, one of them random yeah. places we don't know. And then um, in terms of Mika, um, mm-hmm. being becoming the heir to the throne it's like you should see me in a crown but I think these ladies both showed it's not the crown that we were expecting mm-hmm. right yes um, right it didn't have to be queen it didn't have to be princess like they laid those crowns down mm-hmm. and put on another one I think mm-hmm. I think a better one like I I'm putting on a crown and I, I'm gonna walk this life and do this thing my own way right I'm gonna write my own script I don't need somebody else to tell me how I'm supposed to do it. And then in Mika's case in the movie, she ends up being the getting the crown. She's going right. to become the queen. Um, but in Megan's case and in both of their cases, like they're still wearing a crown regardless. Right. Right. And shout out to her mom for like sticking up for her um, mm-hmm. and not holding her tongue and saying, you know, you were supposed to be different, especially considering the fact that you are a man who has, you know, gone against the grain in your own life by choosing your own mate instead of going with the arranged marriage. So being that you are somebody who has bucked the system and who has decided to write his own path, why would you not continue on that journey and continue that legacy by putting, you know, somebody who is more than worthy and capable in that position? instead of falling in line, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it it works in your best interest to step out of the box and go against the grain and dare to be different and dare to yes. take on that challenge. You understand what I'm saying? Then letting some random guy take on and run your damn country. Like it literally makes no sense. And, you know, what was really interesting and poignant to me was when he was talking to his father-in-law while he was, you know, mopping the floor, which he learned to love in the first movie. Um, and his father saying to him, you know, what would your mother say? In this what would she do? She was always the most wise of them all. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we take our women for granted. We don't listen to them. We don't see them and everything that they are worth and capable of. But at the end of the day, our world would probably be a whole lot better off if we would let a woman lead. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm glad she did in the end. Um, And I'm glad that they even came to that conclusion, right? Because they could have just went ahead with that storyline of, you know, her helping him to, you know, take his place on the throne and that be the end of the story. Um, but I'm glad that they did find a way for women to step up and, and pretty much shine a light on what their value is and what they're worth. Because even the barber had more aspirations and dreams than just putting a weak ass tail on the back of this man's head. Like she had her own <laughs> goals and aspirations. She's like, please. <laughs> Bye. You know what I'm so God bless them for that. Leslie Jones was a riot. I was just for me was a pleasure to watch. She, I, I got most of my laughs out of her. To be honest, you know, for me, she was the one that stole the movie from me. 
what about you? What was you about to say? I was going to say, I think I enjoyed the fact that um, in them writing this story that they showed that Lisa and uh, I think her character's name was Mary. Mm-hmm. were able to get along in the end. Mm-hmm. 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 That I mean, was- hold up, hold up, Gabrielle, but okay. hold up. <laughs> Let's not forget when Lisa saw that damn woman walk through her damn front door. Well, wait. <laughs> Lisa was like, now what the hell is she doing? And who the hell is this? Like yeah. what other surprise that's you got natural. coming through my door? That's natural though. Yeah, especially because he didn't tell her. Right. How you gonna um, show up with a whole nother woman and a child? A grown child. 30, grown. Tw- 20 to 30 some odd years in the making. <laughs> girl, girl. I'd have been like Harpo, who this woman too. I don't blame her. <laughs> but but by, by the end. So they found credit. some common ground. They both Girl. from Queens. You know, they both got similar roots. Not the same roots, but, you know, similar roots. And they, they found can something relate that to they can other. relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. was so cute, seeing them drunk at the little... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you see those Here's side eyes they were getting? The they were getting all yes! types of side eyes. Back. Those people yes! looking like, who that and what so the hell cute. is going on here? They're doing the humpty hump. And you know what? What she... <laughs> When they left. So when they got on the plane and left. And she mm. was like, I finally found me a friend. Like, <laughs> my friend gone. Like, she's been dealing with all these damn people. She just wanted her friend. Poor her friend gone. No poor thing. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was cute. I really did. I don't need another coming to America. <laughs> no, thank you. Slow down on the remakes. Slow down on the remakes. Or if you're going to do it, just make it worthwhile. That's all. Make it worthwhile. Make it impactful. Make it can't always be as good as the first one, but you know, it could be a close runner up. This wasn't a close runner up for me, but I do like the fact that they brought everybody back um, that they could, except for yes. the mother who had passed on already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I love seeing all these people resume their roles and add in new characters because we don't get to see Wesley Snipes that often. Oh Lord. Oh, I felt like he stole the, stole the <laughs> show. Like Wesley Wesley crazy. That, that scene Wesley where he was it. shaking that tassel yes. I'm like, sir, okay, I see you. <laughs> With your crazy so much. <laughs> and even James Earl Jones, you know, that man hadn't done too many movies in the last, I don't know how many decades where he's actually shown his face on the That's camera. That's a fact. This might be the first one in a long time. He said, I did all the work I came here to do. Don't yes. bother me. And at 90, whatever, how many years old mm-hmm. he is, he looks good. <laughs> he looks great. Really? He doesn't look like he's, I don't know. I don't want to put 90 something on him. I'm not hundred percent sure. Let's, let's look at the Google machine. What the Google machine? Oh, yeah, say. he he's over ninety. <laughs> he probably is. He's been around for a long ass time. So, um, but he definitely looked great. He's he's ninety. He's ninety. He's ninety. Yeah. yeah, but he looked great in the movie. I was glad to see him there resuming his role. Um, I was glad to see Wesley there being a fool. <laughs> I've never seen a dictator that loves to dance as much as he does. But (laughs) you know, uh, okay, that was that was really really interesting. Um, But I think that for me, Eddie probably had his first mind was right when he said, "I think we'll just leave this one alone because 
Um, Damn, the first man. one was so good. I'm be honest, I did, I didn't, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. All these years later, and I, I love a good sequel, especially when it's a movie that was like so for the culture and so like you know memorable. Um, like for black culture, like the best man, that movie was like so good. And they did that sequel like 20 years later, but it was just as good. Like I didn't walk away from that sequel. Like eh. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't need that. I felt, I felt a little apathetic about this one. It was, it was all right. It was cute, but um, did we need it? Probably not. Probably not always hard with these remakes it's just so hard i just need them to stay away from waiting to exhale i think what wait but weren't they in talks about trying to do yeah they about? were because there is a sequel to waiting to exhale yeah but there's a story written so they can adapt that to um a movie and make something out of it i would like to see that done i mean i think it would be difficult because savannah is dead um, not that they can't get somebody to somebody else to play the there's, only, there's only one Whitney. I mean, they can they're, write her out of the script, but they can write her out uh, because I don't want to see a random person playing Savannah like they do on sitcoms when they swap out dark skin outfit for light skin outfit. Yes. Like, oh, I, I don't want to see that it. Yes. Worse. I don't want to. I don't want that. Um, so I think, like I said, I'm not afraid of a sequel. I would watch a sequel to Waiting to Exhale. I love Waiting to Exhale. But the script got to be right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. But don't you think they left this one open for another sequel? Ain't, no, we don't yeah. need no more. We don't need no more now. We don't need I, that I, one I, I hear you. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that we need another one. But it feels like, to me, they left it open. It is possible. In case Get somebody else to write one. it. Get somebody else to write oh, it, though. Oh, poor Eddie. <laughs> I don't well, think Eddie, Eddie he didn't write this it. script though. He didn't write this script though. And I don't I don't even know if he would be in the next one. It felt like it was open, like if the characters that they introduced in this movie mm-hmm. went on to, you know, the his son and the daughters, if they wanted to continue their story and then he be his character be gone or do a, a James Earl Jones and show up and then die in the lat in a few first <laughs> <few> minutes. <laughs> But but would but would anybody want to see it though? Right. Because Eddie, people want to see coming to America off the strength of Eddie alone. Yeah. We don't get to see him that often. He's a living legend, an icon. And what he did with the first one was so great that people would, you know, even if they had reservations about it, they'd still come back to see it for Eddie. I don't know that people would come back to see it for um the other characters. Not that they don't, you know, aren't talented. They're very talented, but um, they're not household names yet. They're still working their way up um, in this industry. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think it's going to be another sequel. On that note, so that you know, the daughter in the movie is his is Eddie's actual daughter. I love that. Yeah. Um, So what did y'all think about her? This is her first time out. I I I think she did a good job. Um, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, sometimes a celebrity will give their child a role because they're a part of the project. And he's mm, like, mm, don't we let yeah. little Apple just go ahead and be a celebrity kid. You know, you know <laughs> I know nepotism is alive and well, but you could have left that one alone. But I think that, you know, she earned her role. 
I think she did a good job. She didn't have a huge role in the film, but she made every minute on that screen count, in my personal opinion. And I saw an interview where he said he did not want his children involved in the industry, especially mm-hmm. at a young age, because of, you know, what this industry does to people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He knows what it does to people. So he didn't want his kids being in Hollywood, but, you know, she really wanted to do it. And he made her go through the audition process and he was impressed with her. And so, you know, she earned her role and he gave her a shot. And I'm really interested in seeing what else comes of her career, where she goes from here, um, because yeah. she you, she did a good job. What did you think of her performance? I, I thought she did a great job, too. To me, the mark of an actor and actress the taking on an accent from another Mm -hmm, culture mm -hmm. and I felt like she stayed in character um and I thought her imagery of that character was so strong even Mm -hmm. the scenes where she didn't have a line where she's practicing spinning whatever that apparatus right thing is to fight um and some of the scenes where she was like giving you this imagery of like yeah I got it I'm Mm -hmm. I'm strong I'm Mm -hmm. I'm whatever comes my way I'm 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 gonna kill it right um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought was was very impressive, and honestly, when I watched the film, sadly, maybe sadly, I don't know. I didn't know that was his daughter until afterwards, oh, and wow. so then I was like, okay, go ahead, girl. You know, despite mm-hmm. whatever, how you know the whole nepotism thing or whatever, I'm like, she she certainly deserved to have that that moment on the screen. She she did a great job, in my opinion. Absolutely, Lee. What did you about to say? I'm glad that her first huge or large role was with Mm -hmm. her father yeah for me that speaks a lot you know her being able to watch him her example Mm -hmm. and he's an amazing comic it's definitely a good example in my opinion I mean someone else may feel completely different but I feel like it was a good way to start your acting career like to yeah act with your father who is great at what he does Get your feet wet, girl. Now go conquer the world. Real talk. Like, she can do whatever now because she's put herself out there. She's proven that she's got some acting chops. So I really want to see what she does with this, with her career. Um, If she decides to continue to pursue it or if she kind of falls back and goes in another direction. But I hope that she continues on this journey because she's talented. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing her in a sitcom here mm-hmm. or there yeah. to see how, you know, to get her feet wet. Like, I think that would be a good thing for her. I thought it was interesting, too, like seeing the story not only just on camera and in the movie, mm-hmm. but that it also translated into real life. Because I think oftentimes for some women, um, our first example of a relationship with a man is our father. Mm-hmm. And so for her being able to get her introduction and her segue into the industry, doing a film with her dad yeah, and having her dad, I mean, she's watched him, I'm sure her whole life, right? Uh, but being able to get that, that's, and, and being able to have that time with him. And I feel like that just probably was a special moment for the two of them. She's one to, what's, what's her name? You know, which Murphy she is. I know it's not Bria. He got so many kids. I'm about to say there's so many of them. I I couldn't tell you right now. He got so many kids, but you know, young Murphy, kudos to you, young lady. She killed that. So yeah. Bella. It's Bella Murphy. So we're going to see what happens with these sequels going forward. Hopefully 
the next one that comes out because you know it's going to be another remake or reboot <laughs> or revamp or whatever. Every five seconds, somebody coming out with something new. We'll see what happens. But that was cool, guys. That was a good discussion. We went all over the place with that. But these are our thoughts, the things we're thinking about. And in we, any case, we will definitely make it work. Yeah. For sure, these crowns that these ladies are wearing. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Her Crown Podcast. And please subscribe, like, and share if you care. Until next time, let's remain supreme, queens.